New outbreak of old virus alarms scientists. That and other stories for the week ending January 24th, 2016. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Scientists are sounding the alarms over the spread of a mosquito-borne virus called Zika. While some who are infected may suffer mild symptoms such as a fever and rash, much more severe problems can occur. The virus has been linked to serious birth defects, and doctors in Brazil, where up to a million people may be infected, now say it could be causing a rare syndrome that can leave victims almost completely paralyzed for weeks. The disease is spreading in South America, Central America, and the Caribbean. And recently, there have been cases diagnosed in New York, Illinois, and Florida. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is warning pregnant women to postpone travel to areas where they could be at risk of exposure. Scientists are trying to determine if there's a link between the virus and global warming. The species of mosquito that spreads Zika thrives in warm and wet climates, and rising temperatures could lead to the insects multiplying and spreading to areas where they typically have not been before. Currently, there is no vaccine against the Zika virus, and the only protection is to prevent mosquito bites in the first place. There were significant developments last week about the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. The regional director of the Environmental Protection Agency resigned amid reports that her office knew about the lead poisoning in April last year, but did not alert the public. A spokesman for the agency admitted that it didn't act as fast as it should have. It's also been learned that an EPA water expert, Miguel Del Toro, noticed possible problems with Flint's drinking water in February last year, which he he later verified. He then wrote an internal memo in June, but EPA still did not sound any alarms. Michigan Radio reports that Del Toro was first alerted to Flint's water problems by a homeowner, Leanne Walters, who called to warn the agency about her child being diagnosed with lead poisoning. Walters told the EPA official that Flint did not have a program to prevent pipe corrosion that caused the lead to contaminate the water. The state of Michigan, however, had told the EPA that it did. It was announced last week that another federal agency, Health and Human Services, will investigate the government's response to the disaster. Snowzilla. The massive blizzard that hit the U.S. East Coast has moved on, but not before affecting nearly 80 million people, causing deaths and shutdowns in 10 states. Jonas, the official name of the storm, hit Friday through early Sunday, leaving record amounts of snowfall. Nearly 30 inches fell in New York, Baltimore, and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, more than have ever been recorded. A town in West Virginia had the most, 40 inches. Coastal flooding in parts of New Jersey was worse than during Superstorm Sandy. High tides sent chunks of ice flowing down roads. Joe Rahm, a writer with Think Progress, suggested that naming the storm Jonas wasn't quite accurate, and he proposed instead calling it Edward Snowden because it turned Washington upside down, brought the government to a standstill, and then fled the country. Shrinking ice in the Arctic is opening travel between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. But research vessels and icebreakers aren't the only ones making the journey. Birds and marine species are moving between waters too, 
with unknown consequences. Seabird McKeon, a marine biologist with the Smithsonian, told CBS News that thick sea ice usually blocks migration because animals need access to the ocean's surface to breathe and diving birds need open waters to feed. But a decline in sea ice is allowing species to roam to new waters and the resulting impacts are yet to be understood. While some species might be able to establish themselves in new environments without disrupting ecosystems, there could be cases where newcomers will compete for food or other resources. For example, gray whales, normally found only in the Pacific, have been spotted off the coast of Namibia in southern Africa and even near Israel. According to Elizabeth Alter from the City University of New York, these migrations could affect ecosystems because gray whales are ocean engineers. They scoop up mouthfuls of mud and act like bulldozers, moving around nutrients so other marine creatures and seabirds can use them. Speaking of things moving around our seas, in other marine news, we've all heard about the whirling garbage patches, but according to a new study, by 2050, there will be more plastic than fish in the world's oceans. A report by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation found that every year, at least 8 million tons of plastic leak into the sea, which is equivalent to dumping the contents of one garbage truck into the ocean every minute. Ellen MacArthur, who broke the record for the fastest solo circumnavigation of the globe in 2005, says that a moonshot approach is needed where we replace plastics overall by creating ones that biodegrade or are recycled more easily. And finally, lots of serious science is happening at the International Space Station. Take astronaut Scott Kelly, who's spending a year in space to help gauge the effects of weightlessness on the human body in order to understand the feasibility of sending humans to Mars. Kelly has broken the American record for the longest consecutive days in space, and he's done a lot of cutting-edge research on zero gravity. He's cultivated and eaten space lettuce and grown flowering plants, important achievements for life on another planet. But before he returns to Earth this spring, he had another item on his to-do list. Play ping pong. Play ping pong with a water bubble, to be more precise. In a YouTube video, Kelly gently and slowly tosses a sphere of water between two paddles coated with Teflon. While water on Earth is pulled down by gravity and spreads out to fill whatever container it's in, water in space floats in the shape of a ball. Hey, if you're going to be headed to Mars, we're guessing the in-flight magazine will only take you so far, and Netflix might be iffy. So water ping pong? That'll be a ball. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Sustainable water management means more than just conservation. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash sustainable 16.